Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of His glory. Welcome to Gems for the Journey, Wisdom from the Word of God. Praise God, everybody. Welcome back to Gems for the Journey, Wisdom from the Word of God. And here in the Northeast, where we're from in uh, America, United States of America, East Coast, it is almost bursting in the spring. We're so close. that It's a few weeks away. Uh, again, we had winter, winter and snow just a few weeks earlier. And uh, we're in the first week of March here. And we're just bursting forth. We're coming forth. We're coming coming through. There's a change of season. You can feel it. The sun's out. It's warmer. It's supposed to be 70 degrees here. I think actually this weekend or early next week, spring is in the air. And and with that, um, with these during these times of seasons, we need to think about different things as relating to Scripture. The Bible says for everything there's a time and a season, uh, you know, for... Um, God set things in order from the beginning, and he put the the greater light, the sun, and the lesser light, the moon, uh, and the stars, and all the heavenly hosts, and things like that in the sky to mark times and seasons. And so, it's important that we understand that there is a natural change in times and season, but for the Lord, you know, he gave that to us to determine or to show us uh, you know, what time was, what seasons are, and things like that. But that means that behind the scenes, that God is a God of times and seasons. Now, here there's a finite time. Outside this realm, there's an infinite time. We, we call it eternity. It's the, it's the time in which God has his being. He always was, he is now, and he shall always be. It's infinite. It's infinity. Uh, there's an eternity there's an eternal aspect to everything outside of this finite time that we live in. And so, you know, with that, when we think about times and seasons, and when we think about, you know, flowers beginning to spring up in the spring, and all these different uh, signs of the season, signs of spring all around us, we can't help but notice that there are other things in Scripture that talk about springing up. When I think of springing up, I don't just think of flowers or grass or different things like that springing up, but I also think of what types of smells are in the air, what, what types of aromas. What, when I think about spring, I think about the fragrance of spring. I think about the the fragrance of the flowers and there's just a different smell in the air. Like, you know, in winter, you can kind of smell when it's going to snow and people call it the smell of snow or the smell of rain. There's just that interesting aromatic uh, sensation that you get. Well, there's a smell of spring. But did you know also that as people of God, that there's an aroma, that we carry an aroma, that our faith has a fragrance, Did you know that your faith has a fragrance or there's a fragrance to your faith? There's actually a fragrance to your life. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 14 through 16, it says, Now thanks or grace be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. For we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. 
Verse 16, to the one we are the aroma of death leading to death, and to the other the aroma of life leading to life. And who is sufficient for these things? So the Apostle Paul is talking to the church at Corinth, in, you know, Corinth in Greece, you know, back in biblical times, and he's saying to the church in Corinth, which the church at Corinth we, we know had many, many uh, different moral issues that Paul was always dealing with. You know, he was setting things in order. There were people that were speaking out of turn. There were people doing things and talking and speaking in tongues all the time. And there was no, there was an order situation that he was trying to straighten out. There was a morality situation that he was trying to straighten out. But he was also trying to give them an understanding and equip them in the area that do you know that you are, a, you have a fragrance, that what you do matters, that how you live your life matters. Again, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 says, Now thanks or grace, the Greek word is charis, which means uh, divine favor or enabling power. Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. In other words, God's grace, who he is, what he does in our life, leads us to triumph. We are victorious. And through us, diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 14 says the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will cover the earth even as the waters cover the sea. And then we hear we see here in 2 Corinthians that through us as vessels the that God diffuses a fragrance diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge diffuses the fragrance of the knowledge of the glory of him you could also say. In verse 15 again for we are to God the fragrance of Christ, those who are being saved, and among those who are perishing, that they're receiving Christ, they're coming to Him, or they're going to come to Him in, in the future, and it has not happened yet, there is, our, our presence around those people is a fragrant aroma. It is a sweet-smelling savor. But to those who have completely rejected God, completely pushed Him away, it says it's the aroma of death. It's the, the word in Greek is the word thanatnos, and that speaks of death. It speaks of actually not just death, but hell, death, an eternal death. When we are walking around in springtime and we're enjoying the, the fragrance of the flowers and the, the fragrance of, of the, the smells, the air is fresh and there's a smell of life in the air, all these different things, understand that as sure as you're smelling that fragrance of spring, when you walk around people, there is a fragrance coming off you. Absolutely. And as we walk as a people of great faith, we give off a fragrance. It's awesome. That, that literally, that we're spreading the aroma of Christ, that we're spreading the aroma of life everywhere we go. And so, especially during these times, beloved, where there's wars and rumors of wars and earthquakes and pestilences and all these different things the Bible said would be the time of sorrows, and even nation against nation rising up and kingdom against kingdom. Listen, Matthew chapter 24 capitulates all this from verse 7 to verse 14. And we're somewhere between those two verses. I believe we kind of touched on this the last podcast. We don't know the time or the hour. No one knows the day or the hour that, that Christ is going to return. But he says that when you see the signs of the times, and one of the areas that's mentioned is Matthew chapter 24. But as sure as there might be signs of the times, we must be a people of faith giving off the fragrance of Christ wherever we go. Hallelujah. It says in 1 John chapter 5, verses 4 and 5, 
For whatever is born of God is victorious over the world. And this is the victory that conquers the world, even our faith. Now, not just our faith, but what? It goes on. It says, who is it that is victorious over the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God, and the Amplified says, who adheres to, trusts in, and relies upon him. In other words, it's not just faith, faith, faith. I'm going to faith it, faith it to make it. All these different things you may have heard over the years, but your faith has to have a substance to it. What is faith? He says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And who? what is the substance of our faith as born-again believers? Our substance is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the hope of glory. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Where is your hope? Our hope is in the Lord of glory. Our hope is anchored to Him. He is our substance. He is the hope. He is the light of the world. Christ is overcome, so His Spirit of the overcomer lives in us. So when we yield to Him, Holy Spirit, who is the Spirit of the overcomer, by default, we must overcome. We must overcome. Hallelujah. You know, the word fragrance is defined in Webster's Dictionary as a sweet or delicate odor, as of fresh flowers, pine trees, or perfume. Or also, there can be, it is characterized as the quality or state of having an odor. So there could be a a good fragrance. There also could be a bad fragrance, as we touched touched on before. There are sweet-smelling aromas, sweet-smelling fragrances, flowers, perfume, cookies or candy, bacon for all the men out there. I know that that's a sweet-smelling savor. But there's also bad-smelling aromas or bad-smelling fragrances, garbage, spoiled food, body odor, any kind of waste. Okay, And when I mention those things to you, likely you probably, it kind of took you to a place where you were like, yeah, I remember what I smelled that or that wasn't so good one time. I had to do this or I had to dump garbage or whatever. It takes you to a place. It brings you uh, to a place. Your, your memory, your mind, your brain functionality, actually your neurons begin to fire, synapses, all the electricity, all the electric uh, movement uh, that goes on in your brain. It responds, one of the areas your brain responds to smell. Okay, actually, eighty-five percent of taste scholars have have uh, come to understand is actually smell. When you have a cold, when you're not feeling well, how many know that you don't smell things or you you can't smell things? So therefore, your taste is is massively affected. You can't taste things that well, and everyone knows this. Uh, for a lot of people, uh, when COVID nineteen hit, that there um, was an issue with taste and smell being lost. Well, when taste and smell is lost together, it shows how connected that they are to one another. And so, did you know that your faith had a fragrance? Your faith, your life has a fragrance. Now, what's interesting is also in the Old Covenant, there were things that were to have a fragrance or things that God wanted men to use to make things for him that had fragrance. Exodus chapter 30, God told Moses, in verse 22, Exodus 30, 22, saying to Moses, also take for yourself quality spices, 500 shekels of liquid myrrh, half as much sweet smelling cinnamon, 250 shekels, 250 shekels of sweet smelling cane, 500 shekels of cassia, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, and a hint of olive oil. And you shall make what? From these, a holy anointing oil, an anointment compounded according to the art of the perfumer the perfumer. 
And with it, you shall anoint the tabernacle of meeting, the ark of the testimony, verse 27, the table, all its utensils, the lampstand, its utensils, the altar of incense, verse 28, the altar of burnt offering with its utensils, the laver and its base, 29, you shall consecrate them that they may be most holy. Whatever touches them must be holy. And you shall anoint Aaron and his sons and consecrate them that they may minister to me as priests. Wow. God talks about this holy anointing oil. He gives the instructions to Moses. Moses, you're to make this holy anointing oil. This is the way it's to be made of quality spices. And everything there is sweet smelling. Myrrh was used. Uh, it was a sweet smelling aroma. Obviously, we, are, we understand and we remember in scripture that myrrh was used to anoint the body of Christ uh, before, before burial. Uh, myrrh was also given to him as a gift when he was a child, a gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And again, there's another whole teaching in that, but the gold was to represent he was the king of kings. The frankincense was to represent that he was the high priest, the high priest, the order of Melchizedek, and the myrrh was to represent that why he came. The myrrh and the swaddling clothes was to show that he was going to be anointed uh, you know, really, or given a, a gift that was going to signify his death. And you don't wrap a baby in swaddling clothes, you wrap a corpse in swaddling clothes. Jesus was showing, or what was shown by the gifts that were given to him, was that he was the king of kings, he was the high priest of all priests in the order of Melchizedek, and also that he was going to die for the sins of mankind. He was going to die. He was father's perfect lamb. Father God's perfect sacrifice. But getting back to Exodus chapter 30, these are all sweet-smelling spices, sweet-smelling uh, perfumes. And it says that they are what? They are compounded in verse 25 according to the art of the perfumer. What does a perfumer do? A perfumer mixes spices and, and uh, aromas together, aromatic compounds, so that what? He, he can diffuse that Again, remember the scripture we read earlier. He can diffuse those spices to create a sweet-smelling aroma. And in Exodus chapter 30, we find for what was the purpose of this? It was to anoint things. It was to anoint the priesthood. It was to anoint the articles that would be used in God's house, uh, in God's tabernacle, if you will. And so, again, our faith has a fragrance, but how do we, how do we walk in that? You know, there there's a greater fragrance released when? When we walk in the anointing. That's what this symbolizes in Exodus chapter 30. When we're yielding to the Holy Spirit and we're walking in the anointing, there is myrrh. There's a smell of myrrh. There's a smell of cinnamon. There's a smell of sweet smelling cane and cassia. And each one of those spices actually does represent something. The myrrh represents healing. It represents a resurrection, okay? Because again, this is what was put on the, the, the dead bodies. This was a, a sweet smelling spice that was put on to bring about a different smell than death. It was to bring about a smell of life that would eclipse the smell of death. It was also used sometimes medically when people were alive. Uh, it was an antimicrobial, so it would kill microbes. It would kill things like that, okay? And then we have sweet smelling cinnamon, Obviously, we know that cinnamon has a good taste to it. Cinnamon is used to flavor things, but, but cinnamon speaks of heat. It speaks of fire. 
it speaks of that type of understanding, okay? So the anointing oil has a healing aspect to it. The anointing, when you walk in the anointing, it has a healing aspect to it. It has a fire aspect to it. There's a fire, okay, that we got to walk in when we walk in the anointing. There's also what? Sweet smelling cane. There's a sweetness as we walk in the anointing. Uh, Sweet smelling cane uh, was used just for that. It was like sugar. It was a, a sugar type of sugar. Okay. So there's must be a sweetness. There must be a gentleness. There, it must be a balance. It can't just be all fire. There's, there must also be a sweetness to it. Okay. It can't all just be healing and resurrection. There's got to be a sweetness to it. 500 shekels of cassia is the next one. And cassia uh, was used specifically uh, to, to, it was a strong smelling odor, a small, a strong smelling aroma. And it was used really, it was actually used to ward off snakes. It was used to ward off insects. It was uh, used uh, these ways. And so it speaks of the power, the power of God. Okay. And the olive oil was the base and the olive oil speaks of purity. The olive oil speaks of pressing. It speaks of process. And so in order to walk in the anointing, in order to have these fragrances come off us, first, the base of it is you can't shortcut your process. You got to allow the Lord to bring a pressing to your life, even as the olive oil is pressed from those olives. The word Gethsemane means olive press. Jesus, as he's going through the maybe one of his greatest temptations, you know, he's father, if there be another way, you know, let this cup pass for me. Let me, let this be, let the, the go about some other way of doing this. But nevertheless, father, I submit myself to you. I, at the place of the olive press, I, I ask you, Lord, continue father to press me, press me. Oh God, press me that what, that my life might give that pleasing aroma on the cross. So the base is the olive oil. Then you've got what? Like we talked about before, myrrh, which speaks of resurrection. It speaks of healing. It speaks of um, a destruction of sickness and disease. Then you've got sweet-smelling cinnamon, which speaks of the fire of God. It speaks of heat. Don't give me uh, cold coffee. Give me hot coffee. I was from that movie War Room. Woman of God, she came out and she said, so how would you feel if I served you cold coffee? That's what you're serving God. And then we also have... Cain, there needs to be a sweetness, a gentleness, a sweetness, compassion to walking in the anointing. But but these aspects of the anointing uh, are released through your life when we yield to the Lord. And as we yield to the Lord, we will wield the things that He's given us, the the equipment, the the anointing. Hallelujah! And as we walk by people, they're gonna be like, wow. There is really a fragrance, not just because you have ladies, you have good perfume on or men, you have good cologne on, but no, you're going to carry a fragrance with you. The fragrance of God. When you walk by them, wow, I smell resurrection. Wow. I smell life. I smell healing. I smell fire. I smell a sweetness, a compassion. I smell process in that person, my God. And so there is a fragrance to your faith. 
Now listen, some it says will reject it. Some have already made their decision. And it's sad that some will always reject Lord Jesus Christ. But do you know that if you're doing your job as a king and a priest, if you are just yielding to the Holy Spirit and walking out your kingly function, which we're going to get to another time, but this is really your priestly function, your reasonable service, your worship. I lay my life down on the altar, O God. Consume me with your fire, O God. Press me, O God, that I may bring a pleasing aroma out. You're not just a sweet-smelling aroma to the Lord, but also to others, to those who are being saved, to those who the Holy Spirit's already drawing in, who's bringing conviction of sin in their life. As you walk by them, they might ask you a question. As you walk by them, they might come up and say, what do I do to be saved? Your life is bringing forth a sweet-smelling aroma. There is a savor. There is a fragrance coming off your life. Hallelujah. If you weren't aware of that, I would encourage you. First step is to repent and believe and place your faith in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit, God's goodness, His mercy leads us to repentance, okay? Holy Spirit brings conviction of sin, but then we respond to that by turning. We repent and believe, and then God's grace saves us, okay? We are saved by His grace, His unmerited favor, His divine favor and enabling power through faith. And so once you do that, then there's the process of sanctification. And that's just what we're talking about. As you yield every day, you wake up and you yield to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I yield to you. Help me be more like Christ. Holy Spirit, search the deep things of the Father and teach me, Holy Spirit. Guide me. Lead me. Why? Because you're the Spirit of the Lord. Lead me in wisdom because you're the Spirit of wisdom. Lead me in understanding because you're the Spirit of understanding. Lead me in counsel because you're the Spirit of counsel. Give me might and strength today because you're the Spirit of might. Give me knowledge today, O God, because you're the Spirit of knowledge. Give me the fear of the Lord, Holy Spirit, because you are the Spirit of the fear of the Lord. And He will. And as you yield to the Spirit's work in your life, you will wield the things of the Spirit. You will wield powerful might from the Lord. You'll understand its availability to you, God's authority, His power. You'll begin to walk in the anointing. Hallelujah. And you'll you'll never be the same. You'll never be the same. So, it matters what we do, beloved. It matters if you function your priestly service, beloved, or if you don't. And so, I would encourage you, If you've never heard this before, begin to yield your life. If you're saved and you never heard this before, if you're not saved, just repent and believe right now. Uh, We're in the last days. Uh, Many believe we're in the last of the last days. Uh, I'm not going to get into eschatology right now, but just know this, that if you say, I'm going to receive Jesus tomorrow, we may not have tomorrow. So receive him today. Say, Lord Jesus, I repent. I acknowledge I'm a sinner, O God. Forgive me for my sins. I repent. I turn to you. I don't want to live this life anymore. I want to be saved by your grace through faith. It's not just a prayer, beloved, but you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth. You confess that you need the Lord. You believe in your heart that that he died for your sins and that you need him and that there's no other way except for the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the only way to the Father. He is the only way to heaven. And if you do those things, And you confess, you believe, the Bible says His grace is sufficient. His grace saves you. You're saved. You're kept saved. And then when He returns or when we breathe our last breath, we will be saved with Him forever in eternity. Hallelujah. So how do you smell? 
You might smell good. You might smell bad. I pray that this teaching really touched you and really helped you to understand more than ever before that as we yield to the Holy Spirit, there are sweet smelling spices. There's a sweet smelling aroma that our faith, we walk by faith when we we yield and begin to overcome the world because the Lord Jesus has overcome. There's an aroma that's produced. There's an oil that's being pressed out of us. Hallelujah. So, this time where it seems like so many would be in fear, walk in faith because it's even our faith, our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ that overcomes this world. The substance of our faith, Jesus Christ, who has already overcome. And as we exercise our faith, and as we yield to the Holy Spirit, and we continue to go through the process with the Lord, we're going to not just produce great fruit and great oil, but also a great fragrance that's going to touch many. Father, I thank you for your people. I pray you would touch every listener. I pray, oh God, that they would learn how to yield like never before to your precious Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, we thank you for leading and guiding us into all truth. We thank you for bringing conviction of sin as only you can. And so I pray right now that you would bring conviction of sin to all those who are listening uh, and that they would that they would understand I can't live this way anymore, that I was created to live as royalty. I was created to be part of a priesthood and be in a kingly service. Hallelujah. And so, Father, I just thank you for your people. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you, people of God. May he be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance upon you. And may he give you his peace. May you understand more than ever before that your faith has a fragrance, that your life has a fragrance, and that as you do not shortcut your process, you're going to produce a pleasing aroma wherever you go and affect many, many, many lives for the Lord. All right? So God bless you, and we'll see you next time. In James... 127, Scripture teaches us to care for the widows and the orphans. We take this seriously and are actively involved in supporting widows and others in need on a monthly basis. Together, we can do more. Additionally, our radio broadcasts and podcasts reach all nations, touching lives worldwide. Daily, new listeners hear the gospel, and through these broadcasts and podcasts, Millions have an opportunity to repent, believe, and receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Listeners also learn about powerful Tabernacle of David principles through our teaching, encouraging all to worship the Father in spirit and in truth with great passion and purity. Your financial gift of any amount will help us to continue to support those in need and allow us to launch high-quality recorded radio broadcasts, podcasts, and teaching that are available for free to anyone who has internet access. With your prayers and financial support, we will continue to reach millions in our generation and multiply millions in generations to come. Thank you for partnering with us.